I think that there is pressure to win. You're now. a clown. You have man. three stars. You have these three stars, and there's not a pressure to win right now. Are you joking? Are you joking? Are you serious? When I'm LeBron got AD, not, not, whatever, we don't have to win this year. Are you serious? Let's go. We got James Duncan Harden. We have James Harden on the Nets. Do you not understand what's going on? James Harden on the Nets. Oh my God! I gotta buy my jersey. Oh my God. Welcome back to the Getting Buckets podcast. I'm David. I'm here with Ethan, Jordan, and Matt. Guys, some big news went down yesterday. James Harden, disgruntled member of the Houston Rockets, has been traded to the Brooklyn Nets. So before we talk about all the details, I think we should just get right into it. We have two Nets fans, one Knicks fan. The first question I have for the Nets fans is, how do you guys feel about this trade? I do have my own thoughts, but I want to hear what you guys have to say on the record on the podcast. I, I love it. I absolutely love it. It was the perfect move. It had to happen. If you had the opportunity to get James Harden, you cannot pass up on that. So it, that was a good move in that sense. Did we lose some depth? Yes, it's tough to say goodbye to Jared Allen, who was our best interior defender and was really playing one of the best centers in the league this year. And Karis LeVert, not as sad to say goodbye to him because he really did not fit on this team, even when he was coming off the bench. So I think that he will be more suited and play a lot better in Indiana. So I'm actually happy for him that he's in a new location. Um, Torian Prince also was a good wing defender too, and he's gone, but he's, he sucks on offense. So we say goodbye to him. Uh, and then who else? It was Rodion Skuruks, who's a wife beater. So I don't really care about that either. So. Um. Yeah, but when we talk about what the Nets got, you got James Harden, who's are you know probably the the fourth the greatest player of this generation behind Steph, KD, and LeBron. So, I mean, I'm I'm I mean the Nets are gonna stomp everybody now. I mean, yeah, are there questions about our depth? Yeah, there definitely is. Do we need a backup center? Yes, we do. And the Sean Marks plan is to try and acquire somebody on the buyout market. We'll see. We could possibly pick up a pretty good backup center or even a starting center, wherever fucking DeAndre Jordan decides to go. But he's always finding a way to start on the nets. DeAndre Jordan is always finding some way to start that motherfucker. But talking about, you know, where the nets were four years ago when we won 12 games with fucking Sean Kilpatrick and, um, our fucking Bojan Bogdanovic, uh, all these shit players back then, which Bojan Bogdanovic was good, but our team was horrible. So, you know, this is might be the greatest team turnaround in NBA history in four years to go from that 12 wins to KD, Kyrie, and Harden. That's insane. Like, so I, I don't really know, like, you know, the, the Nets are just going to stomp everybody. Um, they were going to be really good. As you know, as talking about expectations, do we have to win the finals this year? I would say no. I think there's still a lot of uncertainty in the regular season with COVID and people getting yanked in and out of games. And it's really all really this whole season is going to be a mess. Uh, though I think the winner of the fight is just going to be who's who's able to avoid COVID the most, to be honest. 
Uh, well, in, that, in that sense, the Nets are ahead because half the team has already gotten it. And even their new acquisition had COVID before. Yeah, like, so um, I don't know. I think overall, I think this is a move you have to make as the Nets. This is a dynasty in the making. We're going to win championships. We're going to win multiple championships. We're going to win one next year. They're going to re-sign again. We're going to win again. We're just going to keep on fucking winning. That's 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 just all going to happen. Matt, I, me and you were just holding up our Sean Kilpatrick bobbleheads. Uh, and I, you know, Ethan talked a bit about the turnaround, but what does this trade mean to you as a, as a Nets fan? Well, the thing is, I've been a Nets fan since they came to Brooklyn, right? That was in 2012. And that first year we had, there was a lot of excitement, right? It was a new city, new team, really. Uh, it was the the first full year with Joe Johnson, Darren Williams, Brooke Lopez all together. And we had a pretty good year. It was a disappointing playoff run. We lost to the Bulls in seven games uh, without Derrick Rose. And that, that was not a good thing to witness, but whatever. Then we're going into the next year, into 2014, and we get Paul Pierce, we get Kevin Garnett, we get Jason Terry, we get... Um, we get Jason Kidd as the, the head coach, and there was a lot of excitement. But we traded away a lot of draft picks. As we all know, the story, it didn't work out. And then for the next five years, we were just in purgatory until in 2019, we had a, a breakthrough. And we had D'Lo, we had Karras, we had Jared Allen, all these young guys playing so well together. And then we leveraged that into getting KD and Kyrie. And that then now, it as much as I love that we now have KD, Kyrie, and now James Harden, like, don't get me wrong, James Harden is, in fact, the fourth best player of, like, this generation. But I am reminded of the failures of the past that now we gave up seven draft picks. Like, that's a lot. That's, that's not something that you can really recover from if things go south. We know that Kyrie is, you know, kind of off the wall and he may not even come back this year. Like, who knows what's going to happen. Um, so it is, I am like a little worried about it, I, I, I'll say. Are yeah. you not excited about the potential of the Nets winning, with like, rings? Yeah, no, I mean, look, I'm definitely excited but part of me is cautious about this excitement because, you know, we lost Jared Allen, our pretty much our only center. We, he was, he actually was kind of like huge for us this year. Jared and Allen was the second best player this season on the Nets. So by yeah, any metric, like he, the he, first 10 games, he was yeah. the second best player on the team. He was literally playing like a top five center, like obviously shining around stars. But uh, I think that losing Allen, Look, I I, I want to actually ask Jordan a, a question in a second, but I just want to say, like, Jared Allen, all things considered, is probably my favorite net of all time. And I think that there is pressure to win. You're now. a clown. You have three stars. You have these three stars, and there's not a pressure to win right now. Are you joking? Are you joking? Are you serious? When I'm LeBron saying, got AD, not, said, oh, whatever, not, we don't have to win this year. Are you serious? I'm not there's saying – I'm not saying there's no pressure to win right now. Obviously, it is finals is. or bust. No, yeah, we are going to be absolutely Nets. clowned if it we don't go the, to the finals, finals absolute minimum. It's finals or bust. And Jordan, I what I want to ask you right now is because we just had a discussion about this. Uh, 
do you think, be unbiased, do you think that this trade has shifted the, the, the tides in who is New York's team? Are, are we really going to have this conversation right now? Yeah, yeah. We have, <laughs> are we doing this? We have, we have two MVPs. We have more collective All-Stars appearances uh, with three players that the Knicks have probably had in the last 50 years. Um, so I'm asking you, like, do you think that... Why can't we talk about this from a basketball perspective? Why well, we want to know the answer, Jordan. New York versus Brooklyn. <laughs> Jordan? All right, all right. Um, what was the last part? Sorry, I missed it. Ethan was screaming because he's a no. I, I want to. Do you think that this is kind of because you know people were in denial even when KD and Kyrie came? They said this isn't New York's team. The Knicks will always be New York's team. But now they've added a third star, and not just like you know a Kyrie level star. We're talking like one of the best players in NBA. I personally, as I've said on the podcast before, I am not a fan of James Harden's game. I really do not like watching him play. Clown. Not gonna complain. Preach. Having Preach. 30 points per game on the on the Nets. I will not complain. I winning basketball is winning basketball at the end of the day. But I'm just asking, do you think that this is the kind of move that has clearly made the Nets the the the, the favorite team in New York? I mean, for right now, yeah. I mean, they have three superstars in their team. They it's I mean, you have to wait and see with the biggest thing for me with this trade is what's gonna happen with like Kyrie. What's going on with him? Like, is he coming back? I know Matt actually sent me a text last night showing a report that Kyrie is willing to sit out the rest of the year with whatever's going on. I don't even know. Like, no one knows his reasons. Something to do with the birthday party for his sister or what happened in, in Washington, D.C. Um, some combination of that. Yeah, maybe, I, but I think Yeah, I, th- I think it's the last one you, you said. Yeah, but it just – the whole – he's such a flight risk. Like, there, there's a reason that he wasn't in this deal, and I think it's because – Nobody wants him. I'm sure the Nets offered him up to the Rockets, but like they, yeah. I'm sure the Rockets probably wanted to flip him if they acquired him for like picks or something. But no team wants to deal with his. Well, I, I actually like, think like the, there's there's bullshit. so many conspiracy theories that like uh, the Nets at the beginning of the calendar year like approached Kyrie saying, "All right, so if you want to get James Harden." then you have to pull some <laughs> nonsense publicly and then the Rockets will have want nothing to, to do with you and Kyrie just said, I, I've, I've say seen less. that, yeah. No, people I've people seen. are saying it's like a 7D chess move like by by uh, Kyrie. Dude, like, it is. Because it I mean, well, he is. just, just magically going to show it's up for the next game. It's literally a 2KE2 move. It's it's like yeah. off the yeah, charts. Yeah, it's it's like Bon Cloud level because the thing is like... Bon Cloud. The, the thing is... I really don't think they make this trade if Kyrie doesn't pull this stuff. Like, I think that... Yeah, they, definitely not. Oh, yeah. Oh, obviously, yeah. and I, like, whatever Kyrie's going through, it's concerning enough that nobody wants to upset him. You don't have any teammates really lashing out about him in the media. Um, even Kyrie and Jared Allen, I'm sure they were hearing the rumors they're getting traded for months at this point, you know, since their performance of the bubble. And, um, you know, nobody really lashed out at Kyrie. So, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was some... Suspicious big brain action by Kyrie, but keep in mind. I mean, I, I, team... I just want to. S- no, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. sorry, David, to cut you off, but um, I saw Woj report after you know Harden what was it two nights ago said like I've done everything for the city, I can't do it anymore. Like we just don't have chemistry, we're not good, all this and that. And then he just walked off the podium. A lot of people thought, okay, this is it. He's going to be, he's going to be sit out. But Woj said that the talks were picking up 
in the previous few days before Harden said that stuff. So I think uh, honestly, a lot of it had to do with Kyrie. The Nets had to have some hint from him that he's going to be out for like a decent amount of time. I mean, the reporters have all said he's going to miss at least the next week, if not more. Um, so who, no one really knows how long this thing is going to last. I mean, I, I think the Nets are even without Kyrie still like an elite offensive team. Katie and Harden alone is so ridiculously good offensively. I mean, Harden can average as much as we like to clown him for like his weight and like, and like just being going on all the strip clubs and stuff like that. But he, the man can average like 30 and 10 in his sleep. And like, you know, I obviously, David, like you said, I hate his style of play, but he's a really insanely gifted offensive player. Um, when you pair him with Kevin Durant, I mean, Katie looks awesome this year. They're going to be a dynamic duo. And then if you add someone like a Kyrie, even when Kyrie comes back, how is he going to accept being the, you know, Chris Bosh of the team or the Kevin Love of the team? Because that that's what he's going to be. I mean, clearly Katie and Harden are the two best players in this team. So that's really going to be interesting to me. I mean, we know everything about the high usage rate with those three guys. So Steve Nash and the rest of that coaching staff are really going to have to try their best to stagger their minutes. So at any point on the court, there's at least one of them, which then will allow at any given time during the game, one of them to be able to, you know, you know, do as they please. So if Kyrie can have, you know, seven, eight minutes straight with KD and Harden on the bench and he can just go to town against the opponent's um, uh, second unit, then then he's he's going to have a field day. He's, he's going to put up 14 points in those those eight minutes. The Nets basically are already a top five team by any metric, and that's without Kyrie Irving. Now they're going to have to add Kyrie back. Jordan, you make a very good point, especially Kyrie. He's definitely the worst of the three. I'm not saying he's not talented. I think he's one of the most talented players ever, but we're talking about pure scoring. He's definitely the weakest scorer of the three. And if you look at their usage rates, Kyrie has been averaging about 31% usage rate in his time in Brooklyn, the shortest time he's played in Brooklyn. Kevin Durant is at 31 and a half this season, which is his third highest ever. And we don't even have to get started on James Harden just two seasons ago, had the highest usage rate ever at 40% higher than Kobe Bryant, higher than Michael Jordan. These guys are all going to have to be expected at some point to play off ball. If you have, at the end of the day, you only have one guy who can shoot every possession. So if these guys are going to be bickering over who gets the ball, if they're going to be what, what someone called the, the dribble brothers instead of the splash brothers, this is going to be a train wreck. Um, by all reports, KD and Kyrie are very excited. Uh, and you know, they're really looking forward to making the chemistry work. I don't think that they should be like looking forward to it. I think they need to know that this has to work. And, you know, um, I actually want to talk a little bit more about the other aspects of the trade, because first of all, Jared Allen, of course, can shine in Cleveland. Andre Drummond is on an expiring contract with the move. Cleveland basically for nothing gets a guy who can be their starting caliber center. They have his bird rights meaning that they can sign him for basically whatever they want if somebody tries to outmatch them. This is a guy who can be paired with Darius Garland and Colin Sexton, as well as their other young players, as they really create a core to compete in the playoffs. Uh, I'm I, 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 sorry to cut you off again, but you know what's crazy? The Cavs are actually, like, quietly, like, they're, they're five and seven. They got to off to a really hot start, but they have the third best defensive rating in the NBA right now, which is kind of crazy. They were the worst defense in the league last year. And Jared Allen, you're right. It was a really smart pickup for them. So I just want to say I really like that move. And the look, Cavs. they can they can move they, Andre. They Drummond. also like gave up nothing. They yeah, literally exactly. gave they didn't up lose nothing, anything. and and they just they got back Jared Allen for basically a second rounder. Yeah, I think and they gave up like Dante Exum or something. Yeah, no, they had yeah. they had to waive Yogi Ferrell also. Like they they oh, really no, oh no oh, the loss yeah. of Yogi Ferrell Yogi Ferrell. Oh man, they really if, feel if that. Really want to don't don't disrespect Nets legends. If we really want to talk about a steal, the Pacers got essentially the castle hurt for free. 
Because I mean, they gave up Victor Oladipo. No, that wasn't for free. Victor Oladipo yeah. was not going to re-sign in the offseason. He's already made it clear that he does not want to stay in Indiana. So you pretty much – Victor well, Oladipo. Flipped they, they flipped an expiring contract. They flipped the expiring contract and now for three they years of Kyle And they also gave up a first-round pick for uh, in that deal. They wasn't Look, but the, free. Th- but the thing is – Yeah, Oladipo, also, by the way, I feel like the Rockets didn't really get, like – you know, other than like the the picks, which are like huge, they didn't really get like a lot of players back they, as they, well. They, they they weren't looking for players; they're looking strictly to just. They got a haul of that like, the, the thing, the thing with like picks, like yeah, the Nets gave up a lot of picks. It was like it was seven. It was three, and then four pick swaps. So that is an insane amount. But you do have to nail it in the draft. Like you do have to like the, the draft picks aren't valuable in of themselves are only valuable when you pick a guy who's good. Yeah. So it's still on the rockets to still draft like good talent. And like, yeah, I am very concerned that now we don't have any draft picks until, you know, we're, we're going to be 30. Um, but granted, granted, we, no, 30. we, we do have James Harden now. And the offense, like Ethan said, is going to be the best in NBA history, realistically, by a wide margin, too, like by at least like five or six percentage points. It it is going to be insane to watch. Uh, What that also means, though, is uh, these like the games are going to be like 150 to like 140 because we don't really have a lot of defense. It's like losing Jared Allen and being forced pretty much to start DeAndre Jordan. Uh, like James Harden is kind of known for not being such a, a great defender. He's no more than like average. And the rest of the team, like the rest of the team is not really that good on defense anyway. The, so the, the these Nets games are going to be incredibly high scoring. The Nets, they, realistically, what I would love and what I would like to hear from you guys, if, if you would be, like if you'd be down for this is if we could somehow get rid of Kyrie who is, you know, causing problems. If we can get back a center and like a couple of like solid role players, that would they're be not awesome. They're not, they're not, that would, but like, but like that would be awesome though, because that would solve everything. Like it James not, Harden, he's, he still showed up for work in Houston, even though he was uh, disgruntled, he still played. Kyrie who, has no reason to be disgruntled. And he's like God knows where he is. Well, exactly. Who's gonna take on Kyrie? Who wants a head case? No, I, I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, it would be phenomenal if we can get rid of. No, him. I, I was kind of surprised that the Nets didn't try to pick up a center in this deal from the Cavs. I mean, they already yeah. have like a lot of bigs, and they added Jared Allen. I'm surprised they didn't go for someone Maybe like, we even, can, like, a, like even like a JaVale McGee or something. Right? Yeah, him. I wouldn't be surprised if they try to get like Kevin Love or something. Um, I wouldn't no, also. That would, that would just like explode but, but how their could fucking. They, well, Sorry, actually, yeah. what I'll tell you what I think is going to happen. I think that um, I think Lamarcus Aldridge is probably going to get bought out by the Spurs at this point. Or this season, Al and they're going to, yeah, if wanna, we can finesse Al Horford. That would be Al dope. Horford has like I don't three want years Al left on his deal. I don't know how much, I don't know how they'd be able. There's to no buy way they're getting and I don't I don't want him out. anyway. I don't want that Al Horford. Would be a massive buyout. LaMarcus, a defensive-minded center, you wouldn't want him. But I think, like you know, I think Lamarcus Aldridge. There's a very good chance he's going to get bought out by the Spurs this season. And then he's he's a terrible. He was he's never been a good defender. Yeah, he's not a good. But defender. I'm saying Aldridge, Aldridge is going to move and, the needle for the Nets. And I'm he's not, he's old as hell. I'm not. Horford is pretty old too. Dude, 
He's 35. Dude, LaMarcus, LaMarcus Aldridge doesn't solve any of our problems, at least. No, Horford they solve depth. I, what I was trying to say, like, for a few minutes already, is I was trying to say that the depth on this team is really bad now. Especially False. Now Jared, False. Without False. Ethan, no, go through the depth chart right now. I want you yeah. to look False. up. Go, no. go look through the depth chart. Me, Ethan, me, Ethan, let me speak. Ethan, False. we spoke about this yesterday, and he was trying to convince me that Jeff Green is a god. That uh, Chris Chioza is going to be reliable uh, long term oh of the season. He's saying Tyler Johnson's really good. Tyler, same Tyler Johnson's averaging two points per game, by the way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's not. Oh wait, don't mis <laughs> don't misrepresent my opinion, you ass. This is what I was saying. Yeah, you ass. We have Bruce Brown. Yeah, fuck you, David. TLC Bruce Brown is very good. Bruce Brown and TLC, TLC and that's TLC Landry Shamit. Don't, don't hype up Landry Shamit. He's playing like shit right now. No, he's not. He started turning around his shot the past couple what, of games. One game? <laughs> yeah. Two, like, two games already. Nah, dude. But Landry Shamit actually, like, historically, he is a solid role player. He's going to get back on track. Dude, it's not like he's going like, to be shooting 25% for the rest of the we, season. We do still have Joe Harris also. And well, I Joe Harris. And we have Spencer Dimity next year. Come on. We are lacking nah, We are lacking so much depth in terms of big men. That's why I say... Big man depth. Yeah. We have a, we have a lot of guard depth. A guy like LaMarcus Aldridge, I could definitely see them because the Nets, the Nets have close to, I think, like $10 or $15 million that they could spend at the buyout market. So they can realistically towards the end of the season oh. because they have a they have a mid level exception. They have Spencer Dinwiddie's contract, thing, yeah, the right. injury thing, and then they have uh, something else if they decide to move uh, Spencer Dinwiddie after the season. Oh, so that means they have like somewhere between ten and fifteen million dollars that they can work with in this season alone, and and that's enough. That is oh. enough to get. Uh, that is definitely enough to get like a, a, a starter quality center who can either replace DeAndre Jordan or maybe get two big men to come off the bench. I don't know, or even just guys to play behind Kevin Durant. That's not TLC. Like maybe a guy like Trevor Ariza who who will always be available. Like. I'm just saying that, like, they, the the Nets, in my opinion, are severely lacking in that department. Like, are you really going to depend on Reggie Perry, who's a rookie? Are you going to really expect Nick Claxton to break out and become like? This? Yo, Nick Claxton. Dude, I, was, I want to see that. I was literally about to say that those two guys actually have potential. Uh, but yeah, I know that they, they have do. potential. But this is a team that needs to win now. now I'm, I'm I'm not. Less, I'm not honestly like of this trade. I'll, I I can summarize what I think the most important things really kind of are. I feel like the depth really isn't that big of a problem because not until team, somebody gets hurt. But but the thing is like if if anyone on anyone's team gets hurt then therefore they're knocked down by that one person in their entire like depth chart. So so like like, like that that argument is mute and can be used for any team it's, it's and therefore though, is a shitty argument. Because we and already you, and and realistically though we have 3 megastars and we still rattled off like six very solid players who who are in the rotation more than six like yeah like like we well no i mean like like six solid like rotation guys right like like shama tlc bruce brown joe those harris three. like like, like I, whatever those three joe harris is a starter jeff green bro yeah. uncle jeff yeah don't, like don't like like jeff. our jeff our green whole is our whole is good. at the jeff center green. Jeff, green stinks. Jeff, oh, jeff green is jeff Dude. green is terrible no, not. Our hole is clearly at the, the center, and the problem that we're going to see now is the draft picks over the next seven years. That is like like that. I actually think is a really bad move by Sean Marks, giving up seven draft picks. Like like you would you would expect that sending away Jared Allen and Karis Levert, that's enough 
um, value that you can send away, like maybe three picks, seven. That's like, uh, like, I like mean, to they, me, they, like, like they, I'll they never, never have the players. They're all, like, I I'll, think I'll never fully get behind this deal unless the Nets just straight up like win a chip because I realize that in three years it's it's gonna be like you know KD's thirty five, James Harden's gonna be thirty three, Kyrie's gonna be you know retired. And we're, we're, we're going to be back to where we were four years ago. Well, well Matt, I, just, I just, just like from history, I, I just personally, I just really don't want that to happen again. And I, I just, I feel like I kind of see the writing on the wall as, as much as I want to be excited for this. And I am excited for this. I, I just, I feel like in three years, even, even if we win two championships in three years, we're, we're just going to be at like 10 wins again. I don't think you can compare what happened six years ago to what we're seeing now. I just don't you, think that you, that's fair. You can't deny the similarities there are in the sim- situation. There are similarities in the extent that there was a trade with a lot of draft picks given up, and it ends there. Even when you want to talk about draft picks, the Celtics, one of their draft picks ended up being what they traded for Kyrie Irving, who ended up leaving them to go to the Nets, and they didn't win I mean, it was with also him. Jason and, Tam and Jalen Brown. Yeah, uh, that's, that's their whole... Okay, but again... Literally, if, literally their core right their, now. Right. The core, yeah. Of course, but I'm saying if the, if the Nets win... A, if the Nets win a ring, it would not have been their core because we wouldn't have ever had Sean Marks, and the Nets did not know how to draft before Sean Marks came. They just did not know how to draft people before Sean Marks. That's p- period. Look at everyone that they've whiffed on. Didn't we get Sean Marks in like 2015 or 2014? Yeah, and who and who do they? The, the only guy I think that was notable that was drafted before them was I think Karis Levert. Uh, but I, you know, um, right, Plumlee, but 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 Tatum and Brown were like what Mason had Plumlee been within Marks' Mason, tenure. No, but uh, but again, if we never made that trade, we may, probably never would have hired Sean Marks because I don't think the situation would have been this bad. Like that's what I'm saying. You can yeah, you could do this domino effect like. What I think that this trade is showing is that the Nets, they're not going for this kind of like Kenny Atkinson buddy culture that they started with. This is a, a culture of stars. This is like soccer team mentality. We're going to get as much of a stacked team as we can. And they are saying we are going to be the best team in New York. We're going to win more than one ring. We're going to win a bunch of rings. We're going to make Knicks fans look stupid, feel stupid. You know, Dude, fuck couple- this best team in New York. Just be the best team in the NBA. How about that? No, but they... Nah, but, but it also Sean feels Marks, good to be the best team in New Sean, York too, Jordan. Sean Marks is not just here to like... he what He's making a gambit that this is going to pay off. Gambit. Yeah, he. this is... If this pays <laughs> off, the Nets are going to be a basketball powerhouse in the NBA for a very long time. If they win a ring or two, then those picks are not going to matter because people are going to keep coming. They will keep coming to the Nets. Uh, you, I mean, I, I really they have... Think I really think, like, no matter what, I really agree with Ethan that, like, this is just a trade that you can't not make. The, the chance of having this work out at the end of the day is just too beautiful to pass up on. And I think that's a big difference from the panic trade that they did for Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce, who at that point were completely out of their primes. You can't tell me that James Harden is out of his prime. You just can't say No, he's you know, firmly in it. Yeah, he's firmly in it. This is like he's literally peak James Harden right now. You have peak. Kyrie, you have KD who's playing like an animal, you know, who who has to be the soul of the team. And for me, honestly, the biggest concern is that we just don't have the depth. I really don't think that this roster, uh, at least nah, it, at the, at the we, back end, we have is able depth. to compete. Mm-hmm. I I don't think so, man. I I think that we have like three, maybe four quality players like off the bench, and I just don't think that that's, that's the, the, when you have a team like this, that's that's all you need. I yeah, think that's, the that's Nets. More than that's literally I think, all you need. I think the Nets still need to make more moves. And I, I, I'm telling you that they will because I know that Sean Marks agrees with me because 
even apparently when they're trying to make the Harden trade, the original thing was they're trying to get Harden and Tucker together last season. They're trying to sign them both uh, at the same time. Obviously, that didn't work out. Philly was trying to get Tucker. But P.J. Tucker would have fit beautifully into this team. And, you know, obviously that didn't work out in the end. But, like, the Nets know that they are that the, the front court depth is, is severe. Like, it's, it's really a problem. As, as long as we can just somehow get a center or, like, maybe two centers. I'm sure they will. I'm, I'm sure we are chilling. We are chilling. Because, like, if you ignore that part of the lineup, that part of the, the roster, we have, a, like, a lot of solid guys on this team like TLC in my opinion is really like he's underrated Bruce he's Brown he's, 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 he's Brown been underrated. showing the, the Bruce past Brown few is games. he's really good Bruce Landry Shamit he's had a bad start but he historically is a good player my like, Nets we hot saw take. Joe Harris in the rotation Jeff Green as much as you want to shit on him he's still a solid rotation player um, he's solid on like, offense he's like really Reggie Jeff Perry Green, played Jeff well four points per game six Dude, six. Wow. You 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 know what though? You know what's what's crazy, bro? That Reggie Perry made Julius Randle look like a scrub last night. Bro. Oh my god. Okay. All right. You know what? Can, 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 I, can I ask something? Him. Can I can yeah, I ask something? It, I wanna. Yeah. We, I, we, 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 I have a question, real quick. Why is Julius Randle wearing number thirty? That's disrespectful to Bernard right, King. That's that. That's Absolutely that's topic, that's, that's disrespectful. Topic, it's a topic for another day. So I I, I want to ask this question. We've I I know you guys want to turn this into a Nets podcast, and I'm glad to talk about it, but. I wanted to like get your guys' take on how you view this deal, at, like from the Rockets' perspective. Like, should they have made? I, I'm assuming Ben Simmons was on the table because if they got this deep into talks with both Philly and Brooklyn, Ben Simmons had to be on the table. So, do you think they made a mistake not going after Simmons? Well, it was reported that Tubin Fertitta was actually never going to trade. We're never gonna I, let I, I, don't, I don't believe, go I don't believe those reports. I don't, I don't believe those reports for a second. Well, that's what the reporting is, that Tillman Fredita would have never let a James Harden trade go to Daryl Morey, who essentially scummed them when he said he's going to take a sabbatical, and then five days later took a job with the 76ers. Fertitta's so, a fucking moron if he actually said that. It was it was reported that Tillman Fertitta was never going to let Harden go to the Sixers. So, I mean, the fit... With Simmons in Houston is a very strange one, considering you already have John Wall, uh, who's actually playing pretty well this year, actually. So, uh, I mean, but I don't know. I think Houston just got they got a lot of our uh, draft picks. So I think that I think that um, they did a good move, and I think that Daryl Morey really wanted to run run it with uh, one more year with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. And it's not like they're trash this year; they've actually been playing pretty well. No, they're playing really well. I said I said before in the preseason that they were one of my sleeper picks to make the finals because I think they have a really good roster. So now they're uh, they're they've been ravaged by COVID and all the protocols and all that stuff. So they're yeah, they've been losing some games because they haven't been able to play a lot of players. Yeah, but they'll be okay. Yeah, they'll be fine. Um, so I think that Houston actually did um the right move in not giving giving up to Philly from an unbiased perspective. Well, the thing is at the end of the day, like it also just, it's up to like the team to make the trade at the end of the day. And I think the Sixers, like you said, Jordan have been so successful so far that why would they jeopardize that? I mean, what's interesting to me though, is that Bill Simmons was on his podcast like a couple of weeks ago. And I remember him saying that uh, Mike D'Antoni actually told Brooklyn not to trade for Harden. Um, Yeah, he actually he said like. Oh We're yeah, good. because D'Antoni was his coach at one point. Yeah, and I think what's what's really interesting is that like now they're going to be reunited, and uh, oh, I boy. know Harden has a very 
Harden, as recently as September, had a very, very high opinion of Mike D'Antoni. Uh, so, and, uh, you know, things went south as soon as Mike D'Antoni was gone. James Harden's own words in September, uh, when he, I was asked if Mike D'Antoni wants to return, he said, Mike has done some unbelievable stuff here, of course, of course. So they're going to be reunited in Brooklyn now. Wait, wait, that- David, so, David, I, I, I just want to get – I know we can, we've been talking about Brooklyn for a while. I really want to get back to the Houston thing. Um, I, I, well, I, I, was gonna, I was actually going to tell you guys – the thing about Houston is that they already owe first-round picks to the Thunder in 2024 and 2026, and they swap rights with the Thunder this year and in 2025. So they kind of had to refill. They, they're going for a full rebuild, like Matt said. They're they're just gonna blow it all up. They got Victor Oladipo, Rodion Scruts, Dante Axum, four unprotected round, um, four not three, Matt, four unprotected first-round. Well, picks. well, one one was from the Pacers. One Milwaukee actually through well Indiana. no no yes. well well Milwaukee got that in the Brogdon trade right right and they're going to be swapping with us for next four uh, like at intervals from 2021 to 2027. Now look, Victor Oladipo's expiring contract. Kurutz is not ever going to be a rotation player in my opinion. Um, just just not good enough, and he just I think he thinks too highly of himself. And Dante Kurutz can go fuck us. himself. Yeah, and and Dante Axum is uh, is is a scrub. So it's it's going to be about the picks, and I don't know what the Sixers pick situation is, but um. To me, it seems like they apparently Doc Rivers really likes Ben Simmons too, like really likes him, and uh, the, the Sixers are doing really well right now too. They they have arguably the best team in the East right now before the Harden trade anyway. So why would they make a trade like that? Whereas Brooklyn was kind of in a desperate situation. Kyrie Irving isn't even showing up. He hasn't showed up since end of December. He hasn't even he hasn't and even if he decides to come back, he still will probably have to do a week of of uh, COVID protocol now. Kyrie apparently has been testing himself every day. So he's on some mental health break, apparently. That's what it looks like to me. Sean Marks said today that Kyrie... Yeah, well, Sean Marks said today that Kyrie is going to answer reporters. Nobody wants to speak for Kyrie. Kyrie's going to have to speak for himself. It's The whole thing is very confusing. So I think it all comes back to, you know, if Kyrie doesn't have this this lapse, I think that we just would have had the team that we have. And that'll be a what if. Look, if Kyrie becomes a breakout superstar in Indiana... If he becomes a star, we all know he can be the like a multiple all, multiple time All Star, you know, guy who can just like control the floor at his own pace. If he becomes that guy, I think we're going to look at this trade very differently. It's just like in a way, like when Harden left to to, the, to Houston, it's kind of a very similar thing in that sense. And on the other hand, Jared Allen, I think, is in a perfect place to flourish because he's never going to be that kind of guy who's going to score like you know twenty points, fifteen rebounds. He's not that kind of center. He needs talent around him. So now he has a core that he can build with on a schedule. He's only a year older than me. So he's, you know, at 22 years old and fresh off, you know, about to sign a new contract. I think he's in a really good position. So I think in a way it kind of made sense, at least for the players in Brooklyn, because I think Karis LeVert and Jared Allen are in much better situations than they like Karis. Karis would never be the guy that he should be in Brooklyn. He just wouldn't be, especially this like Steve Nash slash D'Antoni offense. They're asking him to pull, make all these pull-up threes. And Karis LeVert, that's just not his game. Like I think Matt, you called him like a, like a slashing point guard. Or something like that, uh, like when we were texting, and I definitely agree with that. So I I don't agree. I think that I think that the Rockets made the right move. I think they got a ton of picks. It's like like Matt said, um, having picks is one thing. It's another thing about what you do with them. And so now the onus is on the Rockets basically to you know create that core that can actually win them games because they still haven't been to the finals since the '90s. And I guess we're just we're gonna have to wait and see. I mean, look, I think that if they were to get Ben Simmons in any trade, that would probably make more sense. It is a very awkward fit and they wouldn't be able to get rid of John Wall's contract. 
but a core of um, Ben Simmons and Christian Wood, that would be really, really cool. So if they could have gotten like Ben Simmons and like a Thibault and, you know, three or so picks, that's definitely a better outcome than what they got with Oladipo, who's coming off a, you know, ACL or Achilles, whatever he like, whatever happened. And these seven picks where it's still on them to go and actually draft the right players. Um, granted though, one out of seven tries, you'll probably pick up someone pretty good. You know, you've, uh, you've, I mean, are you going to get there's, someone there's, like a Ben Simmons? Like though? a lot of chances. I mean, maybe not, but you know, if you have seven tries, that's, you know, pretty much as, as good as you can, as you can get. The thing you'll, is also probably the picks, land someone pretty good. The Nets picks, I, I really think that like just because the management is so much better, I don't think it's going to be the situation where like the, the Nets will in just Boston, be the yeah. worst team in the league and then Boston just... But gets like we're also talking about things that are maybe five, six, seven years from now when these guys are in their late 30s. They're probably going to not going to yeah. be on the team. Well, I mean, like, the, the other the, thing the, the, I want to... KD, be, I do think, will age gracefully though. I, I, I think KD but, will still but be But like he may not stay. He also but will. Yeah, the thing is, will he be on the Nets? Keep in mind, he's going to be... If we win oh, chips, he's definitely if, going to stay. If we, if we win championships, he definitely would stay. All, but all I, I stay mean, he won, he won championships with the Warriors. He won two championships with the Warriors. Yeah, well, Dray- Draymond called him a bitch on that team. And How do you know the same thing can't happen with Brooklyn? That's not going to happen. No, Why? You can't just say Kyrie, it won't happen. Kyrie could literally call him like a reptilian lizard, and then KD would just like never talk to him <laughs> exactly. like, ever again. No, but like Draymond said, we won a chip without you, so you're a bitch or whatever. Uh, guys, guys, you're missing the, the point. Oh, but that was... You that guys was are like foul though. You guys are. Yeah, it, was, it was a low blow. Like Kyrie and KD yeah. are best friends. It was like you guys. Yeah, are... They probably call each other much worse out and behind closed doors as a joke. Anyway, so you guys. I, are... I, I think Jordan is. Listen, Jordan's just mad right now. He's no, furious. No, 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 I understand. No. <laughs> I get it. He's mad. I get it. I understand. But he Look, hasn't. I, got, I, t- I told you, Ethan. I got Francisco and Dora my favorite baseball team. I can on, give a fuck on our favorite baseball team. Oh yeah, you're Ethan, a Mets Ethan fan. Ethan, the bandwagon Mets fan. Yeah, I, you guys are missing the point though, because at the end of the day, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant are all unprotected—they're unrestricted free agents if they all opt out of their player options in two years. Ex- exactly. That's if what we win, saying. if we win, dude, they opt but in. Like, but like, dude, if we actually though, if we win a championship either this year or next year or both, they all three of them will stay. You don't know that. It, it, it would nah, it's but not, like it's that not, it's would, not that a would actually just don't be, know that. No, 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 no. Kyrie, you actually can predict, but KD and James Harden actually would stay because those two that. guys really do want to win. If Seattle's, I, 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 if the Seattle SuperSonics become declared team, oh, dude, start in twenty twenty two, to Seattle, it's over. Happens. He's gone. He's Katie, gone. Katie's sprinting. Kevin Durant has said again and again that Seattle was his favorite place, like to play. Like he, I think he even has a house in the in. Uh, he actually, why he liked the Warriors because the Bay Area reminded him of Seattle. Like, and apparently Seattle, even Adam Silver changed his tone on a Seattle team recently, as recently as a couple of weeks ago. Like they're actively looking to make expansion teams to like because I think the expansion price is like two and a half billion dollars. Yeah, th- yeah, they're talking so, about the next two to three years in expansion. So team. you know, if suddenly uh, they show up, dude, come on, that's that's just that's just dumb. It's, it's not, not dumb. dumb. Dude, KD isn't going to leave for Seattle just because Why? he likes a living Why? there. Like, he he's, wants to win. No, if he, he, he'll if, get a max no. contract anyway. If, he'll be their if, first star. He'll if, continue. No. The narrative if, is there. No. Already. That's no. Dumb. If we that's win, dumb, if we're winning championships, like, you don't understand, like... But why isn't it good enough to just say we win two rings and then even if it falls apart, we have two rings, we have one ring, and guess what? Fuck the Knicks at that point. Then the, the Nets will become a powerhouse. And guess what? They'll still have money. And if they are a winning apparatus, look at the Warriors. 
the Warriors are, you know, we, we wrote them off. They're not playing that bad. They're playing with scrubs because guess what? They have a good coach. So if you hope that Steve Nash develops into a good coach, and obviously the, 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 the management, the management is, it's been too early to call him a good coach or any kind of coach in my opinion. But obviously the management for the next is, is, is top notch. So, okay, so if they go, then why do you lose hope? Maybe I don't think, I don't, year. I don't think like, that but, again, the Nets, no. if you believe in the Nets to be a, like a perpetually winning team, even beyond these guys, if you think about the future, just, we have a young coach who's going to grow with the team. You have a young guy in Sean Marks who, you know, he can be the GM for the next 20, 30 years, as long as he stays savvy. And he, you know, he's what, what's to complain about and you have rings. So, you know, I, I don't think we need to think about it as this like, oh, they're not going to leave. More like, who cares if they leave? We have rings, and that's that, what I want to see. I want to see the next oh, win a fucking ring. Jordan's been waiting his whole life to, to see them, and the best he's got is that he got to see them be second round against the Pacers, have Jason Kidd average 0.9 points per game in his in the last playoffs, like retire ungracefully. That's the best that Jordan's ever seen for the Knicks. And no, we already, but- no matter what happens, we're going to say as Nets fans, we had KD, Kyrie, and Harden on the floor. Like, just having that alone is like is just special. So like that's are, why. Are you I, gonna have Kyrie on the floor? All right. I again. Dude, yo, yo. So look, we can definitely agree on like whether we think that they're going to leave or not, whether they win a championship or not, whatever. Like this is it's really is kind of comes down to this year and next year, right? Like like whatever happens like this season and next season kind of determines what will happen, whether they stay or go or whatever. So, um, a, a simple question, how many championships do you think the, do you guys think the Nets will win in, in between this year and next year? Is it zero, one, or two? I know, I know Ethan's answer. I, I think, I think one, I, I, I don't think, think they're going to win it this year. I mean, I don't think they're going to win it this year. Either. I think, I think they, I think this team is Jordan. still going to need like 50 games to gel. And again, there, there's so much uncertainty with COVID. And I actually do want to talk about that, about the new protocol. Before before we do that, Jordan, do you do you think zero or one or two? I we know what Jordan thinks. We know know, Jordan. Jordan, actually, actually, bro, give like an objective, like please, like remove your your Knicks fandom uh, (laughs) bias, and like and like actually, do you think that the Nets will win a ring either this year, next year, both or? I think if they add a center and they add like one more solid rotation player they can definitely win one yeah okay. I actually I, but, but before, before we get to the next topic i actually want to ask matt specifically something so i know that everyone's starting to predict now nets lakers finals nets lakers finals it's going to be like oh, that man. probably the next two years so I, I want to put you on the spot here on the podcast if it's a nets versus lakers finals who are you rooting for all right dude so oh no Give me uh, your real answer. So, oh so, so Jordan, so, so oh Jordan my god, is, Matt. So oh Jordan my god. is referencing. <laughs> it's an easy question. It's an easy question. No, no, no. It's, no, no, no. Just Jordan answer the is... question. We don't care about the backstory. Answer the question. Answer the question. <laughs> honestly, I would, I would probably root for the the Nets. Honestly. Oh, now you're such but, a liar. But it would be, but it would be really like the thing that Jordan you're not is rooting against LeBron. That, is that I love LeBron. LeBron so much. I would like. <sighs> It's so hard because I actually because like I I like I am a LeBron fan as much as I am like any other fan. Like I I have loved watching him play since I was like fucking seven years old, literally. Like well, makes that, sense. That's two thousand six, two thousand seven season. I I literally remember that was the first season I ever watched. I I woke up every day before third grade at like six thirty 
to watch like NBA game time, the uh, reap the highlights of the the games before. Every, like I was literally I was eight years old, and that was LeBron's like the year that he brought the Cavs to the uh, finals. So I, I've I've literally been a fan of his, a huge fan of his for thirteen years. That being said, it's tough to honestly. In that series, I would probably just go like the politician route and say, I'm just rooting for a good series. Oh my and goodness. that's going to be my, my final answer. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, you maybe it's going to happen too. No, you'll be like yeah, Ethan. It, we watched, it, probably, it probably will happen. Yeah. We, we watched Net Sixers, me and Ethan, and Ethan was like, every time Tobias, he would be like, Tobias would get the ball and he'd be like, nobody else scores. Tobias, like, Tobias, shoot that, shoot that, shoot that, Tobias, because Tobias <laughs> is on his fantasy team. And this is the same, same Ethan Vizgon who was saying that Tobias is not worth the max contract on this very podcast two months ago, you know, saying he's a scrub, that he wasn't worth the money, all this stuff. And then I never said he was a scrub. Uh, you were like, you you said, I, I, we could pull back the tape. You yeah, said, he's not worth the money. He's getting paid. It's pretty obvious. But yeah, I just thought that was so funny. That's going to be Matt, though. Um, Hi, but no, wait, I just want to say this real quick before we go on to the next topic. I want people to appreciate what's happening right now. Like, the amount of times that two MVPs have played on the same team, we just saw it with KD and Steph, but it's happened under 10 times in NBA history. So this is going to be a spectacle to watch for in all of NBA history. It's going to be really sick to watch. I'm excited for it. You know, depth, no depth. I think we're going to buy some center out on the buyout market. Sean Marks says that that's what the, the plan is. So I, tr- I trust in Sean Marks. I think that he's going to build a good team around whoever we need. And, he has uh, to. He has he to. He has to. Yeah. They're not finished. I think we can all agree that the Nets are not finished. They are. I. I. I really think that the depth is is not good enough for for the playoffs. I like you. You have to match up against Joel Embiid at the end. You're gonna have to match up against Anthony Davis. And oh, do you really want your best player, arguably the best player in the world right now, and Kevin Durant, to be like wasting his energy on defense? Because he will be expected oh, to guard those I'm guys just right now. About it. A, a net Sixers series would be a lot of fun if, if with the current teams, the way they're constructed. I think that's, yeah. that's going to be the Eastern they Conference Finals. Awesome. They the get Nets, smoked. Like, the thing is, like... The, I, listen, Embiid, going against DeAndre Jordan, he would average like 40 a game. Yeah. Well, who's going to guard KD, though? Not Ben Simmons. He's who's the first team all-defensive player. Wait, who's going to guard Kyrie, then? Uh, I don't. I'm, I don't know. Well, like no, Seth but that's that's what yeah, he could try. Yeah. He could try. He, he could try. I mean, no, that's what's so dude, scary like, about like, the who's Nets. Gonna go, who's like, gonna guard? Who's yeah. gonna guard? Fucking Harden, man. You're James right. Harden. Let's go. We I got know. James fucking Harden. We have James Harden <laughs> on the Nets. You gotta understand what's going on. James Harden on the Nets. Oh my god! I gotta buy my jersey. Oh my god. Oh, I, th- I think Ethan just got full release there. Yeah. Oh, my God. James Harden's on the Nets. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. That was incredibly sexual. I mean, oh. if, you th- if you think about the L.A. Lakers, like, people were saying the same thing about the Lakers, right? Like, some people were like, oh, LeBron and AD, they don't need to gel year one. They want the fucking chip. You know, they put it together they and they won. And oh. there's no excuses. They were in the bubble, too. It was a completely different scenario. They put it together, swallowed their egos. You had, like, two of the top five players in NBA. Right, you had like probably number one and number four. Now you have two and three playing for the Nets, and they also have Kyrie Irving. So, I, and I really think like if everything works, this what I call the gambit is going to be worth it. Like I think that we're gonna have a ring, we're gonna have a championship parade. COVID will be over down Barclays Center, 
You know, as Nets fans, we yeah, could just. I'm gonna get I, so I, I, I know, I, dude. I, 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 oh I, I, still, Jordan will be on suicide watch. Like he's not gonna answer his phone. No, like, I will. I, I will be celebrating the Mets being in first place in the NL East. That's what I'll be. Yeah, doing. they're gonna the Nets. The Mets are gonna have a parade when they win. Get to the wild card round next year. Shut the fuck up! You're a Mets fan. I know, but yo, um, yo, Jordan, Jordan, actually, bro, let me ask you a question. If the Nets win a championship, would you pull up to the parade? <sighs> I think I, I think he would. He actually would. Though. I, I think I, think, I, I know think, that he I would think, though. I think if all you guys went, I would just feel like I had to go. No, Jordan. Think, Jordan's yeah. gonna but pull think, up with a mellow jersey, and then he's gonna get assaulted on the street. <laughs> That's but, I mean, <laughs> listen, bro. There's probably gonna be mad Knicks fans there anyway, trying to like boo. I'll I'll just join them. But I, I think that he pounding on his shit. You dumb fucking. You dumb no. fuck. Carmelo sucks. Fucking, I think that it would be I, Jordan would get jumped in. Genuinely though, I think I would, that it would, would be, and I would help too. I would help beat him up too. <laughs> I genuinely think that it would actually be a yeah, you great. Can't, you a can't great, beat me up. It, it's gonna know. be a great moment in in New York sports. So have like a championship again in in sports. I think that. Dude, look at look at New York since sports. Since 1973, New York yeah, sports has been a fucking joke these last few years. Look I mean, at the Giants. Look at the Jets. 2009. Look at, like literally, look at any team, man. Look at the Rangers. The Rangers suck. The Islanders like like had drama to sign their fucking best player. They didn't know because they fucking destroyed themselves with the cap. Like literally, look at any sports team. Look at the Nets though. The Nets ha- literally yeah, have the last... have like a literal embarrassment of riches. Like you know, it, this is exciting stuff. No matter how you swing, it's exciting stuff. Even the Yankees have been disappointing. And the Yankees. The, the last major New York sports team to win a title was the Giants, Giants. eleven. Um, I I do want to talk a little bit about the the COVID protocols though because it's already been five five games in a row, five days in a row even that uh, games have been shut down. And this is not even for like players being sick in some cases. It's like a, a close contact. They've been shutting down games. So I think this could have like profound effects. And in my opinion, the new COVID protocol is like flat out ridiculous. Um, for example, te- players and team staff have to remain at their residence at all times, except to attend team meetings. And they can only interact with household members, family, and you know maybe personal staff that they have like cooks or whatever. Uh, pre-game meeting in the locker room cannot be longer than 10 minutes in duration, and everybody has to wear a face mask in the locker room at all times. Um, on the road, they have to have a seating plan on planes, so they have like the person social distancing on the planes. Uh, face mask and face shield required during all sessions on the road. On game day, players can't arrive more than three hours before tip-off. They can't uh, elbow, fist bump, which was already violated yesterday because Stephen Ash like hugged RJ Barrett and like you know like like took off his mask, or whatever. Um, face masks, players must wear face masks on the bench at all times, cool down chairs and COVID-19 testing twice a week. So they've like ramped us all up. I personally think this is all a little extreme because at the end of the day, these are indoor games. Um, so like, I don't see why would you wear a face mask on the bench? If you're actually sick with COVID, you're going to spread it to all the starters, um, anyway, or anybody who's on. So I don't know. I'm just curious what you guys think. And mostly I'm curious if you think that like the NBA could actually run, if there's a chance that we will run into like a serious kind of issue with scheduling and like whether they need a break. Can I, can I give, I'm going to give kind of a hot take here. I mean, Dave, you said that, I mean, these protocols are getting a little bit too extreme for me. And I think if it's gotten this far and with like all the health officials saying how bad January is going to be, and I assume the next two weeks aren't going to be much better. I, I think they should just postpone the season for the next two weeks. And just like push it back a little bit. This seems like it's it's getting really bad. Like team, this is how many postponements is it now? Like four or five days in a row that we've seen at least one game postponed. Like five days in a row. It's just team teams games. are their schedules are so fucked up. Just put just push the season back two weeks. Let everyone quarantine. 
So, and like maybe let everything reset yeah. and hope guys get healthy. I, I just, I, I don't want to see how bad this they, is. They just, they don't want to do that because of like the Olympics, like this summer. But I, I, I think that's dumb because I feel like the uh, Olympics themselves should be postponed. Also, nobody's going to play just, in the Olympics like, anyway. Happen. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, like, like no one's like, no one's going to want to. Do you see how nobody played in yeah, FIBA? I, I, I would. Yeah, I, I definitely would agree with you, Jordan, that we should probably just postpone the season like two weeks. But they're um, not gonna postpone the season. Also, also like like we should, yeah, like we probably also should just vaccinate them too. Who cares? That's what I'm saying. Like give like two weeks so like they can get yeah. more vaccines available and like, like get all those guys yeah. vaccinated. Dude, but the vaccines like, it's, are, it's, that's it's obviously it's obviously not gonna be good looks, you know, publicity wise, but if the NBA can like pull something where, you know, any uh like any player that gets a vaccine, the NBA will fund like a hundred people or a thousand people, you know, like regular citizens, uh to get a vaccine also then then i think that, that well they yeah well not now now the vaccine is a little more readily available to the public yeah so i guess it won't be as even bad still it's not enough like right. new york yeah, but like but like you know just just anything to kind of offset the fact no, that you I, know yeah, these these that. like athletic gods are getting these vaccines that are worth yeah. hundreds of millions of dollars they, like the, the guys, players are new york city vaccines new york city it's like 21 weeks for them to vac they've already booked like everybody who's like 65 and older who's applied and it's going to take 21 weeks to do that that's like half a year so um there, there simply aren't enough companies actually who've even been approved for distribution yet that's going to change obviously in the next few weeks um but the bigger johnson problem is that- johnson baby i threw three i threw a thousand dollars on their stock the other day I think it's a good because they're we're gonna hear from them in a second uh, about yeah. like, whether in they can a, in, in like a week or so yeah yeah and um big hopes th- boys big hopes money the, moves money moves the, the thing is like the distribution has been like uh so bad and also like the COVID problem has been so bad that even if you stop it for two weeks guys may get sick on the road they may just continue to get it you know when they go shopping or whatever so it's not like they could just wait out COVID because COVID just had since November has just been like constantly 200, 250, 300k cases a day. So I don't agree that they should shut down. I don't really. Think I mean, they no, have but a- there's health officials are saying this is going to be the worst wave in January. I agree that it's still going to be bad in February, but like at least avoid the worst part so that you can limit yeah. the amount of cases. I think like math, it's like mathematically impossible for it to like continue until March because like if so many people get infected at this point. Like if, you know, if it actually keeps rising at some point, it's going to be like so many people will be getting infected that like, uh, like measures will have to be taken at some point. Like if they cross 300, 400 K cases a day, that's why I'm also saying do it now, like postpone the season now. Well, I've honestly, like they should maybe like shut down the country like other countries have done, but you know, but that's, I don't want to get super political on that aspect because I'm sure many people will, will disagree with me on that. And, uh, I also don't think that shutting down the country is practical or realistic at all. I don't think the shutting it's down not, the NBA not, is practical either. Because again, like you, there's so many people who work on an NBA team. I like Matt's idea. If the NBA could actually like from, from the NBA's pockets, like actually fund vaccines, or at least maybe if all the players get vaccinated live, um, you know, they have an agreement because also like a lot of people just don't trust the vaccine. It's another problem. So if like these prime athletes are all get the vaccine on television and say, yeah, here we are, you know, it's okay. We're safe. We're going to stay safe. Now you guys should do it too. I think that'll be well worth it. At the end of the day, like the NBA is a huge economy, massive economy. It's like American sports. Billion dollar industry. It's it's a global economy too. It's not not just American sports. American sports in general is like larger than like the next five countries sports markets combined. Like that you count like. Dude, American sports is probably like GDP wise, probably like top 20 worldwide. Yeah, so like, yeah, and then you're I like right there with like European soccer and stuff. Yeah, so I don't, I dude, don't, right, even, dude, right there with like fucking like France, probably. Like, I don't, <laughs> France's GDP, bro. 
All right. Um, that's uh, that's all for this week, guys. Uh, thanks for listening to Getting Buckets Podcast. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify. Uh, follow us on Twitter at GetBucketPod. Haven't been active on Twitter for a while. It's okay. Uh, want to thank you guys for coming. Want to thank you all there listening. Hope you stay safe, uh, stay healthy, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Let's go, Nets.